Okay, listener, if you're sitting there and thinking, well, is this all a podcast is? I could absolutely do that, but I don't know where to start. Let me tell you, neither did I. I had been a co-host but never produced my own but you know what made it easy? Anchor by Spotify. Everything is in the right place. You can even record and edit right from your phone or computer. You can host on Anchor and then distribute to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to it right now, you can use Anchor to get there. It's all in one place. It's everything you need to make a podcast. And best of all, it is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. call it season two season one was you know it it, I wouldn't call it a full season um maybe like a an introductory season maybe a quick red shirt season but we're back we're here uh I'm still Jamie Steyer Johnson your host here uh but we have a little bit of a change last year we went back and forth a little bit you know this the show initially started out as uh as a joint venture here between myself and another host who ended up having some other pretty major commitments and uh, and can't really fault him for that one. So we switched to that interview format. But guess what? We're very lucky. We are going back to the original plan. I am joined today and going forward weekly by my brother, Eric Steyer, uh, who's one of the best Cyclone minds I know personally. And I think you guys are going to have a blast. We met him with his interview last year, but he's going to be joining me just to talk Cyclone sports. So Eric, thanks so much for uh, for joining me this week, for rejoining the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited. <laughs> me too. And I know, I know there's a couple other family members who are excited. Hopefully there's some fans out there who are really excited. Um, I think this is going to be a blast. Like, what could really be better? You get together, talk a little bit of Cyclone Sports on the weekend, and uh, obviously get to reconnect with your siblings. So excited yep. to have everyone here joining us for it. So um, we're going to jump right in. So today we're going to talk just kind of some general discussion about going into the football season. And um, we'll get more into opening week next weekend. Uh, But for right now, we're just going to kind of do our little bit of a preview of what we're thinking this year, what we're excited for, what we're maybe a little bit apprehensive for. Um, But there's, hey, you know, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of changes for Iowa State this year. It's been really an interesting past few seasons. So Uh, Certainly a lot of things to consider for this year, but uh, one thing that you and I were both kind of thinking about coming into this episode um, is specific players. You know, there's been, last year, Iowa State had some of the best players at multiple positions that have ever come through the school. You know, it it was just really a wealth of talent at so many positions, but with so many of them leaving, it opens up a lot of opportunity for people to maybe step into a significantly larger role than they have had over maybe the past couple of years. And so what I really want to know is what player you can see making the biggest jump in productivity, in impact from last year or maybe previous years, if they've been with the team a couple of years to this coming season. Well, I think the easiest answers would just 
be to talk about Hunter Deckers or Jairo Brock or mm-hmm. maybe even the tight end just because of the holes that they're filling. Um, obviously from Purdy and Hall and Kohler and Allen and all those guys. But I kind of wanted to take a look at the defense um, because I don't know, I feel like those offensive ones, they're obviously going to have big numbers because they're filling in for those those guys. But on defense, I'm kind of interested to see it, guys in the secondary who are stepping into maybe bigger roles. A guy like Bo Freeler, who's really came on kind of at the end of last year. Um, we saw Aishim Young transfer during the offseason. And some of it, I don't know, maybe some of it was NIL do it down in the South, uh, in the SEC, who knows. But um, maybe some of it was also Bo Freeler coming up a little bit at the end of last year. And so I'm interested to see what he has. I think from what we saw last year, he has the potential to have a really big impact um, on this year's team. And then also at the corners, um, you got to have a guy like Miles Purchase and another guy like TJ Tampa. Um, I think they can maybe step into a bigger role this year than last year, especially because a guy like uh, Anthony Johnson was that corner. I think it says a lot about the guys that they have there that they were willing to move him from corner to safety. So I think that uh, the secondary, it's going to look a lot different back there, but I'm excited to see what they can do because I think it can, it can be an even better group than we've seen back there in prior years. Yeah, I really like the kind of tack you took there because like you said, there are some really obvious ones on offense, which I'll talk about a little bit as well. But um, it's it's certainly interesting when a team like Iowa State, who at times has had defense as something they can really rely on where they're going to have so many different faces, but there are some really intriguing faces that are coming in this year. So that'll certainly be interesting to see, especially like I said, we'll talk about week one next week, but you really got to be able to see people get off to a hot start. You know, we've, we've certainly seen some, I'll, I'll say interesting week one performances in the past. And so it would be nice if we had an uninteresting one and, and we're able to kind of build on that optimism for the defense for sure. Yeah. Uh, The ones that I kind of notated there were basically the names that you had on offense, you know, obviously someone like Daryl Brock, you got to really think it's, it's his year. Like Iowa States had really some, some impressive success at that position. And all of a sudden you have another person who seems to be really prepared and primed to slot in there. And so it's one of those things where you think, okay, can he live up to the hype? You know, there's been so much discussion about him and, you know, there was, I was doing my, my pre-show reading and I was looking back at the article that uh, I think it was Randy Peterson had in the register back in April, you know, talking about him, just how ready he was and how uh, excited he was after sticking it out, after not transferring, uh, you know, with, with so many opportunities to do so. And so uh, I, I'm certainly excited about him. Obviously, Deckers, we saw a couple flashes. It'll be a really different kind of style uh, of quarterback there, but it's, it's exciting. There's, there's definitely some interesting ones on offense. And then you have to think that there'll be someone that really isn't on as many people's radar that kind of pops up as we go. And that'll be certainly fun to see who that ends up being a couple of weeks into the season. So we've talked about the people that we expect something out of right now. I want to move into kind of the biggest question mark. Is there a player or maybe a position that you are looking at and you just can't really make sense of it. You don't really know what to expect going into the season yet. I don't know if really a 
position or player exactly just the whole style of offense i'm not really sure what to expect i mean last year you you knew what to expect coming into the year because you had seen it for for the prior years um you knew it was going to be purdy either basically handing it off to Brees hall and on third downs he was going to look for kohler and the on those uh i don't know those medium short intermediate routes and so just coming into this year, it's going to look a lot different, I feel like, with Deckers. I think, I mean, we've seen a little bit of him in action in game so far, but I feel like he has a little bit of a stronger arm, and so we may see him taking more shots down the field. And, you know, without those tight ends that we've used in years past, it might look a lot different. We may see some more receivers out there. And so just in the past on third down, you – basically the first option was Charlie Kohler and so now without that you still have Xavier Hutchinson which I think is a pretty clear number one option for this year so I'm guessing that's what we'll see a lot of on third downs but just besides that if a team takes that away then what Iowa State will go to this year because it'll be different than what they've done in years past. Iowa State for the first time had some ounce of consistency from season to season where we knew okay here's the quarterback this is what his strengths are, these are what his weaknesses are, you know, for better or worse, you knew what to expect. So even though we kind of know some about Deckers, we also don't know how much the the staff is going to want to adjust what their plans are and things like that. You know, we may see that style continue to evolve over the course of the season. So I agree, that's definitely really interesting. And you touched on actually what I am most curious to see, which is specifically the tight end position, because you had, you know, not just one, not just two, but you had three like very consistent targets at that position that were able to produce at a really high level. And so you really got used to relying on that position and being able to kind of cycle people in and out. If one busts for a big gain, you know, oh, well, yeah, he might be tired. He might go sit for a second, but we're going to just cycle in the next one. And so all of a sudden you're, you're kind of having to figure out is, is having a lot of tight end touches, like a cornerstone of what you want your offense to be. Is it completely dependent upon the personnel you have there? You know, what are the new people going to be capable of, you know, you've got a couple people, you've got Jared Russ and Easton Dean who have had, they've had touches, they played in games, but they just haven't had that same opportunity to really produce and show what they're made of. And so, you know, they could go out there and we could be kind of surprise. I don't see a lot of people talking about them a whole lot. And obviously they've got huge shoes to fill. So you'd have to think that to produce at that same level as what we've seen in the past year or two, maybe isn't, uh, isn't quite their ceiling, but maybe they can get them to kind of fit into the niche of this new offense and, and still get some good production out of a couple guys there. So I'm, I'm just super interested to see how that fleshes out. And like you said, a lot of it too depends upon what the offense looks like maybe in this kind of different style of offense. It's just not even going to be needed nearly as much. Maybe their utilization is going to be much lower, but they'll be there every once in a while for, you know, a second, third, fourth option and, and catch people off guard a little bit, as opposed to just being pounding it into them, you know, possession after possession. So that's, that'll be an interesting one. And we might need a little bit to really let those kind of shake out. Yeah. I mean, you, you may be seeing more more explosive drives this year for Iowa State and maybe less of the 
13, 14 play drives and hopefully more of the three play drives. Yeah, I could do with like a little bit less grinded out. Just a little yeah. bit would be fine by me. <laughs> yeah. Same. So I am wondering for you, obviously this kind of evolves as we're going. Uh, there's a lot of question marks as we've obviously mentioned, but I want to know what your key to the season is, which is obviously like a gross generalization. There's not one thing that's really going to swing it one way or the other. But if you had to choose one aspect of the game that you think, okay, this goes well, we're probably going to reach our predicted mm, six and six ish mark. Uh, maybe we could overperform. If it doesn't go well, you, you may be struggling down the stretch. What's that aspect for you? I mean, for me, it's always line play and specifically the offensive line. And I'm not an offensive line expert. I couldn't tell you like all the techniques and everything like that down the trenches. But just overall for the season, I think that you, you're going to need good offensive line play and to go with that uh, good health. Not only, I guess, not only on the offensive line, but throughout the team, good health is, I guess, the first key. But then just the offensive line. Um, if you're going to have Deckers back there, you you feel like you can open up the field a little bit more, take some shots deep. But um, to do that, you you have to have protection to be able to get the ball down there. If you're under pressure right away, that doesn't really do you any good. So I think uh, just with the offensive line play, being able to take shots deep and then that may be able to open up the run game a little bit more. If the offensive line is performing well in pass protection, then maybe it opens up the field and you're able to find those holes to run the ball a little bit more. And so that'll make the offensive line look even better if then you can run the ball too. So that's what I would go with, with probably my biggest key along with, you know, just overall health, which there's not a whole lot you can do to control that. I mean, we saw last year, there were some key injuries and Iowa State kind of got banged up throughout the year. So that kind of hurt a little bit, but just the health and the offensive line, I think those are two of the main things that I'm going to be looking at this year. Yeah, a little bit of luck when it comes to health wouldn't wouldn't be uh, too bad at all. Yeah. <laughs> I think that for me, you know, there's been so much talk over the past few seasons about like the idea of winning in the margins. And at times that maybe hasn't been true. You know, there's been some really specific games that you can look back and say like, man, these, these couple plays are really big. And for me, a lot of it comes down to somewhere that Iowa State has really had a tough time figuring out, which is special teams, especially in a year when there's a lot of unknowns on both sides of the ball, um, where you very well may get into some back and forth games where you may need to try and sneak one here and there. You know, your margin for error is just lower when you're in an unknown situation. And so I think that they really are going to need to focus in on, on the little things, you know, you, you really can't be fumbling kickoffs. You can't be, you know, having poor kicks. If you're not scoring on a drive, you got to be able to at least pin your opponent back deep, go in the other direction, you know, like make things a little bit easier on yourself. And I think sometimes in the past few seasons, Iowa state has just been in this habit of making things really difficult at times where they're having to just battle against themselves really. And so, I mean, it's, it's almost not super consequential until it is super consequential. Like it's so overlooked until things are 
bad. And so I'm not saying it has, we have to have like all big 12 special teams performers across the board, but you just need to have people who aren't, I don't know, making not top 10 plays consistently, you know? <laughs> yeah. Especially this year. Like I still, I don't think any of the fans will know who the punter or kicker specifically are yet this year. It'll mean it'll be two new people because you know, Mevis held most of the kicking and punting duties by the end of the year. So there'll be new faces back there. So yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they can do this year. Yeah. That, I mean, you talk, you talk about question marks, like that's really one of the biggest ones and that we probably won't really have much of an answer until someone goes and steps out on the field and heck they may still be figuring it out right now. And it's not like Iowa state is one to publish a lot of depth charts and things like that. So it's not like it's a uncharted territory to have a lot of unknowns as far as position wise goes. Uh, but it's certainly an interesting kind of spot to be in. So we can all just kind of sit and cross our fingers that maybe we'll be really pleasantly surprised when some guys go out there and take the field and show off some skills. So, all right. Um, We've got a couple things left here. Um, we've got some fun ones. So I want to know what is the Iowa State game that you, looking at the schedule right now before the season, are most looking forward to and why? Okay, well, I kind of have two. So on a personal level, I've never seen Iowa State beat Oklahoma in person so I wasn't able to be at the uh, 2020 game or the 2017 game so that's the only team left in the Big 12 that I've never seen Iowa State beat in person so that one I'm kind of excited for hopefully we can get the win it'll be tough obviously with Oklahoma but I'm looking forward to that one I think they're a really interesting team this year uh, with all the change that they've had and, and you know obviously they still have a ton of talent so they should be up near the top of the league and I'm also really interested for the Baylor game. It's the first game of conference play. Uh, Baylor is, I think, ranked 10th in in the AP poll, some, somewhere around there. So uh, they should be highly ranked. They have a game at BYU for Iowa State. So that will be kind of a test to see where Baylor's at. But it's the first game of the conference season. It's a team that won the Big 12 last year. And it's a team that will look probably a lot different this year because I was just checking that I think they ranked 126th in returning production and Iowa State was 128th. It'll be two teams that are uh, completely, I mean, not completely, but mostly new, like having a new look from last year. So that game will just be really interesting and will be a test, I think, for both teams to see where they're at and what they have for this year. Yeah, those that's really good reasoning. I like that. Yeah, I, I really hope that you get to see your Oklahoma win. Obviously, we all do. That would certainly be nice. And it's, it's nice to have like kind of that little resume of your own that you've got the one left that you got to see win. <laughs> yep. And I mean, we're, we're running out of time here. So. <laughs> I know. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of non-cons scheduled between yeah. the two. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe a bowl game or something if those even exist anymore. But Yeah, no kidding at this point. Like gosh who could even say but yeah those will be those will be really interesting um look mine's mine's easy um just for my own personal interest as well as obviously the relationships I've got over on the 1012 network things like that I can't wait for Farmageddon I love it I love getting into it with the Wildcat fans I feel like I've got 
a pretty a pretty fun good relationship with them um but there's certainly a good element of trash talking there and so having the bragging rights for the year would be really really nice um especially over our friend scott wildcat on twitter i know he'll be probably listening here since he was saying that i was a top tier podcaster today so high compliment coming from our friend over there especially from a wildcat knowing how you feel about iowa state in general scott but no it's 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 a really fun rivalry i think it's usually really competitive um i want to keep like you know, banging the drum of getting a trophy tied into it. But um, I'm really, really looking forward to that game. Uh, I will say that as far as like my own um, involvement and viewing of the game, uh, that gets a little bit hairy because I will be traveling to Cancun that day for my delayed honeymoon. Uh, So I think that based on the flights we have scheduled, I should hopefully be able to actually watch it from the hotel. Um, but I'm I'm hoping to start off the trip on a, on a really positive note uh, with a win there. But I'm I'm really looking forward to that one for sure. Yeah, and also I mean I don't want to add too many games in here, but the game at Oklahoma State I think they just announced today that's like a black their blackout game or something like oh, that. Oh, is so that that, be, that one? Ooh. Yeah, Oklahoma State. Yeah, they're having. A blackout game it's at oklahoma state and they're yeah. having their blackout game so that'll be interesting because i mean for the past however many years every iowa state oklahoma state game has been close so yeah i mean it's come down well, to the wire iowa state like draws their special powers from the color black so bring it yeah. on <laughs> i guess so yeah i mean i don't think we've ever worn black on the road but who knows maybe we try to break something out for that game. i don't know <laughs> You gotta have like a little element or some or go with the yeah. all whites to, to yeah, counteract yeah. their their yeah. black there well i tell you what uh if you're looking for some gear if you're a cyclone fan or hey if you're one of our uh, opponents listening into the show looking for some insights sorry uh you're not gonna get a whole lot from me eric eric will give you something but you're not getting much here uh you can get gear that is gonna get you through all games every game looking real stylish from our friends over at home field apparel man they now carry the entire big 12 first conference to uh own that distinction so very excited there had really a heck of a release from k-state you gotta hand it to them there they ended up uh, near the top of big new saturday which was just retired uh really had a great couple year run with big new saturday and they're expanding. They just announced a partnership with the Colts for a really cool collection coming out soon. Their first pro partnership. They just continue to expand, continue to grow. Oh, I am so excited. I certainly need to put a new order in um, for there was some Iowa State stuff that was released a while back that I never ended up picking up. So I definitely need to add that to my closet. They just released the Ohio State University, which we will be visiting in a few short weeks and doing a little tailgating. And we've got family out in Columbus, folks. So I might need to pick up a shirt to walk around the Lawson and maybe preach the good word of the good brand. So if you're looking for the comfiest vintage college and now pro apparel, homefieldapparel.com, 
use code cyclone 12. Yes, cyclone, no plural, 12 for 15% off your first order. Um, you'll want the discount on your first order because you'll be coming back for a second, third, fourth order as you continue to realize that they are the most comfortable clothes on the market. They have the coolest designs and it just really doesn't get better than that. They run a little bit long if you're tall like me. If you're not, you can roll up the sleeves. You'll live, okay? But yes, we love our friends over at Homefield Apparel. I will post whatever new stuff I order because Lord knows I've got a closet full of it at this point. I've got Kansas, I've got K-State, I've got Iowa State, I've got Toledo, I've got Colorado State, uh, a few more from Mystery Boxes. They're all good. They're all the best. Eric's got some, my parents have some. Uh, Steyer family, big fan of Homefield Apparel. Um, okay. oh. just, just real quick with the Homefield, yeah. I'm trying to decide if I should make the leap into getting teams besides Iowa State. It's dangerous. It's a dangerous I leap. Because I've seen people who just can can buy those, you know, buy home field apparel and just can't stop buying it. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll have to watch myself if I do get into that <laughs> area. Well, I'm sure you'll keep us all updated uh, if and when you decide to make the jump. But just let me know because you know now that I'm putting an order in so we can split the shipping costs. Okay. <laughs> All right, Eric, uh, my last real question I want to dive in on for this week. We're going to jump outside of Iowa State a little bit here. Let's talk about the Big 12 game that Iowa State is not involved in that you are most looking forward to this season. There's a lot of really, really good options. So I'm interested to hear what you've got to say. Okay, well, first of all, just to start off the season, the backyard brawl, I'm really excited for that to come back because, you know, back when West Virginia was in the Big East, I didn't really pay attention to it as much probably, but now that they're in the big 12, I've kind of seen what kind of rivalry they have with Pitt and I'm just all for old rivalries coming back. And so seeing West Virginia and Pitt again, that'll be really exciting for me because I just, I, I don't have many memories of it. So I'm just excited to see the rivalry, especially since it's like the opening night, um, the Thursday start opening the opening week. I mean, not really the opening week, there's a week zero with a few games, but seeing West Virginia and Pitt on week one, that'll be really exciting. And by the way, West Virginia, that's a tough non-conference. I'm just looking at it now at Pitt and <laughs> at Virginia Tech. They're both on Thursdays. That's kind of weird, but that's pretty tough. And then, so then the big 12 game, like the conference game, I would say, and I've kind of already talked about both teams, Oklahoma and Baylor, just those are two of the teams that, I just feel the most confident in to be up near the top of the league at the end of the year. And so seeing those teams, they've both under undergone you know, massive changes. You know, Baylor with you know their attorney production rank and Oklahoma, obviously, coaching change and you know how they had some people transfer out and transfer in. And so you know that Oklahoma will still have, you know, one of the most talented teams in the league. And Baylor, I think will be one of the best coach teams in the league with Aranda there and so I'm just excited to see what that matchup looks like even though it's not until you know November but I'm still excited to see uh, what that game looks like. Yeah I love that you mentioned backyard brawl I also am super excited for that one um, I have seen it hyped up so much from our friends uh, over at West Virginia and so I'm, I'm really excited just to see 
all of the content that comes out of that, all the excitement. Uh, it's just really fun to see people get excited about games like that. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. That'll be super fun. Um, and then my game <laughs> also happens to be in November. Uh, if you know me, uh, I, I love just like a good competitive game. Uh, but what I love more is an opportunity for absolute ridiculous things to happen and things that I can laugh about and joke about. And I suppose things that make our friend Andy Mitz happy is like a, is a, is a little bit of a benefit. With all of that in mind, I can't wait for Texas at Kansas <laughs> because at this point, it is simply inexplicable. It is one of the funniest little notes of the conference. I truly just would love to see yet another round of the Jayhawks taking down the Longhorns as they make their exit from the conference in the next, you know, year or two. I don't know what they ended up landing on when they're leaving, but either well, way, I don't think they have decided yet. Yeah. Either way, you know, who knows, who knows how much time we have left with them. And so why not send them out on the most beautiful note that I can imagine, which is to continue to have Kansas just absolutely having their number. Cause for one, I think Kansas will probably be a little bit better this year. I do think they're on a little bit of an, an upswing there. Uh, but beyond that, I think it is one of the funniest recurring things in college football. And I would love I to see it continue. I get the feeling that uh, Texas is probably going to be ready for that game more than maybe usual, but uh, so yeah, we'll Kansas. see. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, uh, I, I, I truly can't wait. I, I'm just on pins and needles, but it's nice. It's November so that we can continue to talk about it over on the flagship podcast uh, weekly. I'm sure as Andy really ramps up for it, we've got a good, uh, three months to prepare. And I don't know that even then he'll, he'll get enough talking points on it, but yeah. All right, Eric, thank you. This was, this was, I think a solid, solid episode one of season two. That was, that was some good content. I'm excited. Yes. I think, I think it went well. I, I mean, as far as I know, I think it, I think it was okay. So yeah. I mean, we'll find out when I go into editing and hopefully there's two voices on here and beyond that. I mean, it's all just kind of, gravy after that if we actually hopefully we yep hopefully (laughs) uh, have a good season yeah yeah it'd be nice to have some more good stuff to talk about as the season goes on well i want to uh wrap up this episode with obviously a couple housekeeping notes but first uh we're recording this on sunday so the 21st but this is coming out on a very special day august 22nd 2022 which happens to be our shared parents 30th anniversary so i want to wish a huge huge happy anniversary to uh our mom and dad obviously uh without them we're not here so the show isn't here so they're basically the unofficial sponsors of the podcast so huge shout out to ed and jody steyer yay (laughs) (laughs) you you're there you're a name so make sure you like I'll, i'll tell them yeah, yeah. Pass along the sentiment. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Well, yes. Happy anniversary, mom and dad. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for presumably listening. Uh, have a great Hopefully. anniversary. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think we can probably rely on that. All right. At, so, least for, at least for the first one. 
they'll yeah, listen. Hopefully. Yeah, and then they can kind of like, uh, eh, you know what? That was I'm we we gave it a try. No, um, I know Dad's a religious listener, and I know Mom listened to to my show first season, so I believe in them. I appreciate them. All right, so uh, housekeeping. Um, questions if you guys have questions for us regarding iowa state uh what's going on right now or even just general questions about obviously the fact that we grew up in the athletic department things like that our experience there um past things that have happened with iowa state hey we would love to hear them uh, we're always looking for different stuff to discuss on the show. Obviously, I've had like the best time getting to know people on Twitter from the 1012 Network from season one. So if you've got anything, feel free to shoot it over to my Twitter, shoot it over to the show Twitter, which brings me to those handles. Our show has a Twitter account that I need to update for the new season, but that is at CycloneFamPod on Twitter. Um, and then you can find me personally on pretty much all social media platforms, but I'm on Twitter probably the most at jsteyz, J-S-T-E-Y-Z. Eric, I know you have social media. You're not like I'm super bad. active on there, but if you want to plug that, maybe people <laughs> tweeting at you will get you to tweet once in a while or something. Yeah. Just add Eric Steyer. It's pretty easy. Pretty easy. Yeah. E-R-I-C-S-T-E-Y-E-R. Yeah. All right. Well, that's easy to find you. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for listening to episode one, season two of the Cyclone Family Podcast. Like I said, um, would love to hear from you for questions. If you enjoy the show, if you're having a good time, uh, like it, rate it, subscribe. I don't know what your particular platform of choice allows you to do, but we would certainly appreciate having you hang around and the feedback. Uh, and yeah, that's that's episode one. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been the Cyclone Family Podcast hosted by Jamie Steyer Johnson and Eric Steyer. And we are a part of the 1012 Network. Thanks so much to the 1012. All right, we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Bye.